0: Here's the Smart Retirement Cast, brought to you by Smart Retirement Media. Now, here's your hosts, Mike and Matt.
1: Hey, listeners, welcome back. It's Mike and Matt with another great episode of your Smart Retirement Podcast. In fact, it's episode 48. Matt, what's shaking,
2: my man? Uh, I can't believe it's episode 48. Did I catch you off guard there? You're like, wait, what? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's going on? Well, it's getting to the point of the year where the weather is getting really hot out here in Arizona. Uh, Last weekend was uh, up in the hundreds. Mm -hmm. So it's only downhill from here as far as the heat is concerned. Um, I was lucky enough to go out and actually spend this last weekend um, out in Orange County, out of the beach. So, got out of the heat. So, I haven't had to experience the 100-degree day yet. Uh, We'll see if I can keep that strategy alive through the summer. Doubtful, but hey, I'm going to give it a shot.
1: Listeners probably wonder why we always talk about weather so much. I am out in California on the Central Coast where Matt used to live and is jealous of the fact that I never have to look at my weather app because it's going to be basically between sixty-two and seventy-eight degrees, three hundred days out of the year. And Matt now lives in Scottsdale, and so for our, you know, ongoing listeners, you know that we have this little bit of banter. But um, I'm pretty pumped for the show today. It, first of all, it wraps off part three of our three-part series on, you know, focusing on retiring in your forties and fifties, like basically thinking like a retiree when you're younger. Don't get to that with that transitional phase we call matt where you're like five to seven years before retirement and you're like all right i better get my ducks in a row i mean why not start 15 years ahead of time and make this easier on yourself it's the same reason you do your homework you know all week a little bit at a time and then turn the whole packet in on friday instead of all of it on thursday night which i know i was i know i was guilty of doing that (laughs) um but i've learned over the years that it's it just doesn't pay off um and most of the stuff you don't even enjoy doing right so some of this retirement stuff like what we're going to talk about today with our, our guest sullivan templeman um he's going to talk to us about self-directed iras which i think is super fun in fact if you if you've just gotten into this whole investment wave that's going on with you know you're looking at your Robinhood account sure you have your 401k and you've got the stuff set up through your employer that you just kind of put on autopilot but you're getting into maybe looking at some options or maybe you've recently started um, researching rental properties or you've picked up rental properties, then this is gonna be the show for you. It's gonna be really exciting in the sense that you can take control of some of your own retirement within your 401k and have someone like um, our guest, Sullivan Templeman, come on. Now, Sullivan is with the Pacific Financial Group and Matt does a great job interviewing with him on the show today. I was not part of that interview, because I was over on the East Coast checking out some of our old American history. I went and checked out Surrender Field, Matt. I think I told you about
2: that. You did. That sounded pretty exciting. And uh, not to throw you off, but uh, I just want to clarify it's Sylvain Templeman.
1: Did I say Sullivan? You, you did. told me you before did. the show not to say Sullivan. I
3: know. And then I
1: went ahead and said Sullivan. Sylvain, yeah, well, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you for catching me.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I'm over there in
1: Virginia, and I'm basically standing out in this big field where the English decided to say, hey, you you got us, you know, we can't keep up with your gunpowder and, and your cannons from the French, so we surrender, and they don't do, like over on the West Coast, I feel like we really try to glorify things, and you know, we have like all this pomp and circumstance for stuff, or we create these big museums, which are cool. But over there, you're just literally walking out to a field, and it's like, this is where it would all went down. And, and you can just feel the power of it, the sacred ground feeling. It was really neat. But because I wanted to keep, um, keep time sacred with my family, I didn't get involved in the interview. But Matt did a great job. Listeners, I think you're going to like it a bunch. Um, Matt, anything you want to say to preface this? Sure. Because I do want to just say that I really do like the commitment of the Pacific Financial Group meaning like their commitment to their clientele. It's very much like the theme of our show, which is that everyone has a chance and should have a chance to invest, You know, whether you're yeah. super affluent or you know just fell off the turnip truck yesterday. I mean, investing is one of the great liberties of this nation where you can just come in to a situation with the funds that you have, research done or not done, and take advantage of an opportunity in a capitalist society. So I think that they're their message and their commitment to working with people is going to shine through in the interview that you have with um, Sylvain. But it, it, I just
2: wanted to yeah, get I that mean, out
1: there. It's really in line with what we talk about on the show.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing that I kind of want to cover is the Pacific Financial Group, where Sylvain is uh, working with. Um, he is the executive vice president and the national sales manager over there with them. Um, he does a lot of their marketing stuff as well uh, if you go on there on like YouTube or you look up the Pacific Financial group you'll actually get to see Sylvain smiling face walking around the office talking about who they are and stuff like that and you know I'll throw that link on our uh, on the video and then also on the um, on the podcast stuff but what I wanted to make kind of clear is with the Pacific Financial group they're not a group that's going to help you directly as the individual uh, you will need some type of um, registered financial professional um, to be your uh, in-between, if you will, uh, to them. So what they do is they supply financial advisors with tools and different portfolios and management and custodians that can actually go into your 401k and help broaden the amount of investments that are available to you. Now, I don't want to get too much into detail with that because Sylvain does a fantastic job at explaining it in the next part uh, after our break here. But what I wanted to make clear was there is a big difference between a self-directed 401k and a self-directed IRA. And sometimes those terms are intermixed, and they shouldn't be. Um, A self-directed IRA, which for some of you savvy investors, might be a really good thing for you to look at. Uh, A self-directed IRA is going to allow you to have alternative investments inside of an IRA, um, whether it be real estate holdings or some other... Uh, private placements, whatever it may be, these type of products will allow you to do that. What we're focusing on today, again, is going to be inside of your 401k, getting rid of the uh, 30 to 50, maybe 60 different options that you've got inside of there and really open it up to, I I don't want to say limitless, but uh, a lot of different possibilities uh, for additional growth, being able to Adjust adjust your risk portfolio a little bit more properly um, and really just become more educated by having someone guide you with one of your biggest assets your 401k because i hear it from a lot of people uh, unless they have a financial advisor they're working with with other assets outside it's hard to get advice on your 401k so why not have the ability to have a professional come in and help manage that 401k for you for a small fee. So, um, Mike, if there's not anything you want to add in here, why don't we go ahead? We'll take our break, and when we come back from the break, we'll uh, we'll get started with our interview with uh, Mr. Sylvain Tuppelman. How's that sound? That sounds great. I love it. Perfect. Listeners, we'll be right back after this quick break. It's
0: been a roller coaster of a start to the new decade. From the pandemic to the election, record low interest rates, a wild market, home prices that seem to have no ceiling. It leaves us asking, what's next? Can the economy and the market continue to grow? What will this past election do to my investments? Is it time to sell my home before the market adjusts to downsize? How can I best maneuver to maximize return? The answer is simple. It never hurts to get a second opinion from a team like Century Financial. Consultants with over 40 years of financial planning experience. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants today to see where you stand and if you're ready for any changes we may face in the coming year. Give Century Financial Consultants a call today at 866 53 Retire. That's 866 53 Retire. Prepare for an uncertain tomorrow so you can relax and enjoy today. Get a free income analysis from Century Financial Consultants at 866 53 Retire. That's 866 53 Retire. Century Financial Consultants, California. License number 0L23991 and 0175638.
1: Hey listeners, it's Mike Points, the co-host of your Smart Retirement Podcast. I wanted to thank you guys for listening over the years. As we start season three, it's so exciting for Matt and I to see how many followers we have now and just to have the interaction with you on a one-to-one basis. In fact, that's why I'm letting you know about my personal website, advicebeforeprice.com. This is a website where you can go learn about loan programs, articles that I've written. You can engage with me personally on Facebook Messenger, or you can start a loan application for what you wanna to do today at advicebeforeprice.com. I have the ability to work on all types of reverse mortgages, renovation loans, purchase transactions, as well as refinance transactions. And I have loan officers that I've networked throughout the entire nation. We can start with a Zoom call and I can put you in touch with them locally. I'm never too busy for your referrals, so please check me out at advicebeforeprice.com and MLS number one, two, four, six, two, two, four.
2: Welcome back, Smart Retirement Podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Matt Hollander. And uh, as promised before the break, I've got uh, Sylvain Tuppelman here with uh, the Pacific Financial Group. Uh, welcome
3: uh thank you for having me
2: (laughs) absolutely uh listeners i I know we kind of premised this a little bit before the break but um sylvain helps my firm and other financial planners with the ability to bring uh additional investments if you will into one's 401k amongst some other things that they do over there but uh sylvain i'll I'll let you kind of describe a little bit more of what you do but uh first if you would can could you explain to our listeners a little bit um uh, what is Pacific Financial Group and how long have you guys been around and all that good stuff?
3: Absolutely. Uh, well, the Pacific Financial Group is uh, kind of got its start up in Bellevue, Washington as a third party asset manager. So managing different portfolios on behalf of investors. Uh, over the years, we've grown up and evolved uh, to actually partner with financial advisors and really kind of empower them through products and services to work with individual plan participants as, as well as traditional wealth management type clients. So the specialty of the firm over the years has has always been rooted in employer-based or employer-sponsored retirement plans, but really over the past 10 years, uh, finding a really unique approach to partner with local trusted investment advisors to deliver, in my opinion, the most value possible inside a 401k, 403b, or 457, that is to ensure that the participants get advice. So we become essentially kind of that that back office capability for financial advisors to dispense advice at the plan level or at the participant level, more specifically.
2: Got it. Yeah, I mean, I think you you would agree, Sylvain, that, uh, you know, I I know when I'm sitting with clients and things, the the biggest complaint that I think they come up with is, yeah, their 401k is easy to manage, but they're pretty limited on some of the things that might be available to them, right?
3: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Plans over the years have actually gotten better, but at the same time, kind of limiting. So if if you go back 10, 20 years ago, you used to have 100 different investment options. And uh, going online to try to sort them out was a little difficult. Getting access to information was difficult. And uh, at the end of the day, most people just did a very poor job because it was hard to use. Now, over the last 5, 10, and 15 years, The investment options have gotten better. Uh, The UI UX, user interface, user experience has gotten significantly better. All the planning tools, the wellness programs, everything's gotten better. So you would think that participants are doing better, but that's actually not the case. Um, If you were to measure how easy is a plan and how cool is it now, pretty fantastic. The work that uh, all of the 401 k companies have done, but investor outcomes haven't improved. So while uh, plans are improving, participants in plans aren't doing any better. And in, in our opinion, and, and certainly the consensus industry-wide is simply that plan participants, while they have better tools and better portfolios, aren't getting better advice, because that's the one component that really has been absent for decades, and really the component that we've addressed uh, domestically at our firm and how advisors interact with their clients. It's to get the advice that's needed um, where it's needed, when it's needed in the planning process.
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you kind of hit it nail on the head. I mean, it's bringing education, um, you know, to these plan participants, I think is extremely important. Uh, you know, that's why we do this podcast, you know, bringing information and trying to educate people out there, uh, to be a smarter retiree. And, uh, you know, with this, uh, three-part series that we're doing, you know, we're, we're calling it, Sylvain, I, I don't know if I shared it with you, but it's, uh, thinking like a retiree in your forties and fifties, right? So yeah. sometimes when, you know, when you're in, work mode, you're not really that that retirement thing is kind of out in the future. And a lot of people just get accustomed to just kind of set it and forget it in their 401ks and use those, you know, they call them what the target funds and things, right, I'm going to retire at 2030. So here's my target fund, I'm just going to put it in that. Um, You know, so I mean, what would you say are some of the significant uh, differences with being able to have a self directed 401k other than you know, the education, like you said, um, that you guys would offer?
3: Well, I think there's a couple of components, and and you touched upon one of them. Does does an individual planned participant have the time, training, and temperament to be a prudent investor? And while I believe every single participant could, if they chose to, um, be fantastic at what they do, the reality is is after they're done their, their eight-hour shift, their 10-hour shift, they're exhausted. The last thing they want to do is fire up the laptop and do a little research and, and then throw that into a different software program to figure out how it's how it's uh, faring relative to the goals and the risks that they're taking. So I feel it's a tough task for plan participants to do all of those things. That's why evaluating the plan and and working with a local advisor is is a good outcome. Now, plans today uh, have actually shrunk their investment menus. Uh, While the investment choices have become better in terms of uh, how they track, they are more generic in nature. And, and you mentioned the word target date or retirement strategy that, that completes itself, if you will, at the end of a certain time period. Those are very trendy right now. You see those a lot in 401ks, 403bs, and 457s. And it's because it's easy for somebody to say, hey, I'm 45 years old, I'm gonna retire in 20 years, I'll pick the target date 20 years from now. Yep. And, and the understanding, albeit correct or not, is that by the time I get to retirement, I should have enough money. Now, how confident individual participants are in that is an unknown, but I think it's also to say, if if that's all you do, that's better than, than nothing. But there is an upgrade opportunity, and that is where plans have added a self-directed brokerage account, also known as a brokerage window feature, and that really expands the investment universe instead of just 20 or 30 different target date strategies, You now have upwards of 10,000, 20,000 different investment choices that through the conversation you have with a trusted, independent financial advisor, they can actually build you portfolios that are specific to your goals and objectives at a level of risk that will allow you to kind of stay invested and stay the goal.
2: Absolutely, Um, you know, as far as that's concerned, I mean, you're working with an independent financial advisor, the advisor now is going to have the opportunity Um, do you guys offer models and things that the advisor can then go in and pick that way? You know, they're not, I guess my biggest thing when we're, we're talking about fee-based management and things is the client's like, well, what if I'm the small fish, am I going to get that attention, you know, from that advisor? Right. So, you know, I think it's, it's nice to have that model strategy because, you know, you're, you're in it with everyone else. So if the advisor or you guys see something in the portfolio and you're, you're out and you know, everyone's out of that same fund at the same time. Um, you know, I know you guys have quite a few different models based upon risk, right?
3: Yeah, I think the, the the purpose or I should say the goal of working with an independent advisor is to get that that custom portfolio that has been tailored to a level of risk that consistent with the goals you want to do in the right time frame. That's why we work with independent financial advisors, kind of be in the, the back office their front office work. Now, as a back office, uh, we have a strategy plus platform, which actually takes the best of the writers, uh, top managers across the country, organizes them so that we have strategies that range from active to passive allocations that are strategic to tactical, and ultimately giving the advisor the opportunity to work with the client to determine what what overall model strategy makes the most sense. Do we want a little of everything? Do we want to be a little bit more? tactical as we get closer to retirement, those are all very important discussions for the uh, client and participant to have with their advisor. We simply provide that chassis through our Strategy Plus platform. So at this point in time, I think there are in excess of 30 different models. Wouldn't surprise me to say that over the next few years, we're going to expand those number of models to really give the advisor more tools of the trade necessary to keep the client
2: out. Gotcha, and uh, you know, just for the listeners, if if you know you've got a, this individual that's a plan participant in their 40s and 50s, what are you seeing? You know, let, let's say one, maybe one of your most common models that's being used for the maybe that age bracket. And I know there's a lot of other things that have to be um, taken into account when selecting a model, but. You know maybe one of your more popular ones what what is the buildup in something like that look like compared to a typical 401k i know you're gonna have more options but are we seeing more etfs these days is it socks bonds what are, what are we seeing these days
3: you know it's interesting the, the trends in the industry when you were to to speak of uh, equities uh so if we just look at equities you see a lot of use of etfs they tend to be more uh, passive in in management more strategic in approach if you will Sure. and and that's kind of the cornerstone of a lot of portfolios nowadays uh, because you have a longer time frame to work with anything north of 10 15 years you need to embrace that uh, the risk elements and fortunately with contributions dollar cost averaging into these accounts it really mitigates that short-term volatility that uh, that most people curve with straight investing now at the same time I say that for equities I think what we've seen industry-wide, not just in retirement accounting, is a more active and tactical approach when it comes to fixed income. I think we can all agree we're at a pretty low interest rate environment. And as interest rates rise, um, asset managers, ourselves included, uh, have, have had to kind of change our strategy, our philosophy a little bit, and, and evolve it to reflect the current marketplace. And that means when it comes to traditional fixed income, got to get more active, far more tactical in the decision-making process and really stay nimble so that uh, you're not left on the sidelines wondering what happened. So I sure. think it's actually kind of the combination of both. You can get the benefits of passive and on the equity side, the benefits of active and tactical on the fixed income side. And really, to, to the real question and, and conversation that an advisor should have with a client is, once we determine what the goal is, I think we can all agree we want to take the least amount of risk to get there how do we find an allocation that balances those two different types of personalities in one account, and ensure that as best we can, you get to your goals on time with enough money and having incurred the least amount of risk?
2: Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, as compared to let's say a, a traditional 401k, uh, are plan participants going to have any limitations per se that would be any different than what they're currently doing?
3: no um no it's it's quite the opposite um i will first start off in in the token disclosure every plan is different uh and every plan isn't offered by the same record keeper or plan sponsor so i think it's fair to say that you have to look at what your plan is designed to do what limitations does it have and then take it from there um generally speaking the limitations of a brokerage window or a self-directed brokerage account are very plan specific Some plans will only allow a certain percentage to move over there, maybe half. Some plans allow all of it. So we have to look at those components along with the financial advisor to determine what's the best strategy given the plan's limitations. Once assets or an allocation is put into the brokerage window, that's where it's different. Um, You have 10,000 different bits and pieces, ETFs, mutual funds, to pick and choose from and kind of build portfolios. That includes our Strategy Plus platform, but it's not exclusive of just that. It can be anything, really. So I think in the grand scheme of things, relative to I'm going to say a basic benefit, a 401k, a 403b, a 457 is a basic uh, benefit, defined contribution, if you will. That's designed to be simple, easy to use, and just a handful of choices. The opportunity to move assets into the brokerage window is to create more choice, more flexibility, and the opportunity to work with an advisor to build a custom allocation.
2: Awesome. Um, How would one go about, I mean, if they're interested in something like this, how would one go about to see if their plan even qualifies for it? Would that be something as simple as going to the HR department and finding out?
3: Uh, Well, the quality of HR departments are not to be measured on this podcast. So (laughs) I would say that uh, we might actually find some HR departments that are fantastic and can give you uh, all the resources you need. I've also heard of some nightmare stories there. So I think it's really up to the individual plan participant. If, um, if it is meaningful to them to put a game plan in place, to, to develop those healthy habits and disciplined approach, to retire on time with enough money, then really I'd say step one is find that local trusted advisor that you want to work with, uh, ask them that question. And if it's not readily available at their fingertips, um, then they can extend those resources to our back office. They can go online to the Department of Labor or some of the other search engines out there to see if their plan has been enhanced with these features and capabilities. But yeah, start with the advisor first because they're there to work for you and determine what's the best path to get you to retirement with enough money.
2: Now, I, w- I think I would, I'm not alone in saying this, but, you know, most, I, I shouldn't say most, there's, there's probably some advisors out there that, you know, can't, offer services with you, right? Um, So you guys are in all 50 states, is that correct?
3: Correct, yeah, all 50 states and then some it seems. Um, And we don't work with all advisors, that is correct. Uh, We tend to focus and have really found success in partnering with independent financial advisors. Those that are captives, those that push proprietary products, there's some fantastic advisors and products out there that are within an organization. But well, we don't want to limit ourselves there. So we find that when we work with independent advisors, they get to pick and choose the very best products and the very best services available in the marketplace so that they have, I'm going to say again, the best uh, solutions for their clients um, to achieve goals.
2: Sure. Yeah, I mean, for for the listeners out there that don't understand, I mean, captive agents and things like that, or advisors, is probably more of an industry term for us. I just want to make sure that the listeners understand that uh, you know that just basically means they're in a wirehouse, um, like one of the bigger banks, Schwab, one of those. Uh, usually, don't have the ability to do it. But um, so, if uh, if we had a listener in another state that uh, you know I can't refer anyone to or I can't work with, um, could they call you and you can make a referral to someone there that you guys are already working with?
3: Uh, absolutely, that'd be very easy to do. So, I'd encourage anybody to come to our website, um, which I'm sure you'll put on uh, on the slides later and podcast disclosures. But uh, the, the website's a great resource; they can have a look at uh, all the things that our firm offers. And then obviously, all the 800 numbers and 866 numbers will be able to direct him to an advisor that's uh, in their local area and being able to work with them.
2: And Sylvain, if you want to go ahead and, um, and yes, listeners, uh, in the description, all of the information to get a hold of Sylvain will be there. But uh, if you're listening in a car you're driving now and you've got something right with, Sylvain, why don't you give them your, uh, your website address, your phone number, and how to get a hold of you, please?
3: Uh, Absolutely. So the uh, web address is TPFD.com. So that's the acronym for the Pacific Financial Group. Uh, 866-583-8734 is the best number to call. Um, But I'm a big fan of the Google. So jump online, have a look. You'll get to read a little bit about our firm, see uh, my bio and everybody else. But uh, we'll definitely be able to put you in touch with uh, an appropriate solution provider An advisor that's in your local area and make sure that you're well taken care
2: awesome so van thank you um one quick question for you before we get off and i know we didn't even practice this one but i'm sitting here listening to talk and i thought it'd be kind of fun just to throw it in there but um do you foresee any time in the future being able to have uh you know the cryptocurrency stuff is like the rage right now right and uh do you see foresee that being able to be able to be purchased inside of 401ks and things like that in in the future here Um,
3: I I feel like cryptocurrency is something that everybody's just starting to get familiar with. Um, And as a result, it uh, it moves around a lot. And uh, the one thing that every uh, investment company or strategist wants is ultimately predictability, right? So things are supposed to be volatile, uh, investment, stocks in particular, and, and they behave a certain way. And I think the challenge with cryptocurrencies today is their behavior is unbelievably erratic. And there's no sense of rhyme or reason because it is so new. And speculation is really kind of um, has dominated how it performs as opposed to, I'm going to say, more traditional or conventional metrics. So I think as it becomes a more mature investment category, asset managers globally as well as within the United States will start to fold those in as a potentially non-correlated asset class. class. But I think right now, it's still too new. It's still trying to find its own sea legs, if you will. And uh, as it does that, um, we're paying attention because I think whether we like it or not, it's a currency that's going to be around for decades and centuries to come, so we're going to have to embrace it. How that gets folded into investment strategies and long-term goal planning, um, that's going to take a little bit more time, I think. Yeah.
2: Well, I appreciate you shedding some light on that. I know the uh, the listeners that are tuning in today uh, surely appreciate it. But, uh, Sylvain, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time today to come and uh, talk with me and educate our listeners and uh, kind of hone in on a little bit different of a topic that uh, I would be willing to bet that 90% of our listeners have probably never heard about. So uh, thank you again for joining us today.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
2: Okay.
1: That was great. I'm- I'm kind of bummed that I wasn't in that interview. There were some things I wanted to ask him. I watched it, you know, with you, Matt, and I think that the one thing that just stands out to me, hundred percent, is how simple he can make it all. You know, these having these options available to you, and how simple the interaction is to pick these options is just—it's just great. I think a lot of people. One of the reasons they this is what I hear a lot. The reason I don't really engage that much with my 401k advisors because he basically works for my employer or my boss. He just helps like facilitate things. I don't have a one-to-one relationship with him. So if you were able to get some options that you'd get excited about yourself, you'd probably be more involved in your 401k. And honestly, that is one of the major things that we're talking about in this series is like just getting involved now with your retirement. Don't just like show up and be like, all right, what did I get? You know i think a lot of people are are embarrassed to say that they don't even know what they hold in their 401k
2: very true and i mean you what i'm talking
1: about like yeah
2: I, have totally. no idea.
1: I probably have apple and home depot and i mean i only know because we do this show before we did this show i have no idea right i was like yeah i know how many dollars and cents are in that thing
2: Right. But you're not yeah, actively yeah. managing it or no one's actively managing it. And that's where, you know, it's just the beautiful thing of what the Pacific Financial Group enables financial advisors to do is be able to bring those solutions, you know, to the to the average Joe. Right. I mean, you don't have to be a millionaire to get this advice and this diversification. Yep. And, you know, we talk yep. about it so much on this show about diversification being huge in retirement. Well, it's huge before retirement, too. You know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. So They really do a great job of being able to bring in some options there and And knowing when to reallocate like you
1: know there's different verticals in our economy like last year tech did amazing right tech did amazing restaurants didn't (laughs) do amazing not so much right but then there's the entertainment side of the business like how then there's all this stuff we got coming up that you know you just got to project Sure. And think about then you've got real estate. I mean, one of the things we didn't really touch on at this show too much, but real estate's up 13 to 17 percent year over year. Wow. You know, so if you didn't buy last year, you're thinking, oh, yeah, how am I going to buy now? (laughs) Yeah, you're probably thinking like, how am I going to buy now? So don't let your don't let your run of the mill 401k be basic. You know, think about what we talked about in the show today. And then speaking about shows, and we're at episode 48, we gotta talk quickly about what we're gonna talk about in episode 49, don't you think, Matt?
2: Yeah, I think that's a great idea.
1: I think that's another kind of, you know, this is another hot topic. I'm gonna let you announce it because I think you're more excited about it than I am because I don't really know what it is yet. I'm super excited about
2: it. And if it wasn't for a few of my buddies that uh, are not financially literate at all, and full disclosure, you know, they came to me a few years back and they're like, hey, Matt, have you heard about this Bitcoin thing? And I'm like, mm-hmm. an unregulated currency? What? That doesn't make any sense. You know, what happens if I put money in it and like it goes away and somebody steals all my money? I didn't they understand it. Back. I think a lot of our listeners probably don't understand it. So what I'm thinking, we're going to I gonna don't hear,
0: understand
2: it. Episode 49, baby, is going to be what yeah. is Cryptocurrency. And we might not get into actual coins and things like that but i really want to focus on the idea of what it is how it mm-hmm. works and you know maybe have a little fun with it so i'm fascinated
1: you. to see like how it starts becoming integrated into the actual currency yeah you
2: know? yeah so we're gonna bring on um i'm gonna hop on the instagram and we're gonna find a individual the Graham the grab. Find an individual that's super off about this crypto thing. And uh, we're gonna bring you some great information. So that will be in our uh, episode 49. That's awesome. (laughs) That's exciting. That's awesome. It's exciting. So, Mike, uh, anything you want to say before we wrap up today?
1: Yeah, I just want to see Aaron Rodgers go to the 49ers.
2: Oh, boy. You want to get on the football (laughs) talk? Because I'm really excited. The Steelers Actually, have a good running back, it looks like, going into this season. So, fingers crossed, they might actually have a passing and a running game this year. If they could just get a good offensive line, it would be amazing. That would be great. We'll see what happens. (laughs) We're a few
1: months away from that. It's coming. Yeah, baby. All right, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening, listeners. And Matt,
2: take us away with our tagline, would you please? You got it, Mike. All right, listeners, let's go out and make the rest of our lives the best of our lives.
0: The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide or construed as providing specific investment advice. Any economic forecast set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee the strategies promoted will be successful. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principle. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee return or eliminate risk in all market environments. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. California license number is and NMLS number 1246224
2: be a wealthy